With the first pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select. Against the three-man pressure, Lawrence down the seam. Justin Ross, touchdown Tigers. Referencing, but likely to go to Renfro, still couldn't stop it. Lawrence, another deep strike, and a catch, and a touchdown for T. Oh, Wilson is going to uncork for the end zone, wow. and he drops it in beautifully. And it is his roommate, Dax Milne, on the touchdown. There he is, Pitts. Room service. Welcome back, Kyle Pitts. And this guy is a matchup nightmare. Low snap, Pickett. Here's to Davis, but immediate penetration by Micah Parsons, who led the team in tackles last year as a freshman. For a turnover here if you're Michigan. Patterson from the pocket. Flush, chased down by Parsons. That's right. Welcome to week 35. Count it week 35 of Shark Sports Radio. Alongside of me is nobody. It's yours truly, Mark Loisel Jr., a.k.a. Shark, right here in the Ocean State. Appreciate all of you taking the dive into the tank tonight. As you heard in the intro, yes, the 2021 NFL Draft kicks off tomorrow at 8, live from Cleveland, Ohio, where a list of players will be in attendance following COVID protocols, and you will be hearing their names announced on stage and as always you can tune in using your apple podcast soundcloud and our spotify app and as always a reminder you can also check us out on twitter at ssr 2019 underscore and as always on facebook at the shark sports radio page we are currently live here on wednesday night we got the mock draft this draft feels like it will be one of the most important drafts to help out kickstart franchises in a positive or negative direction and or help reboot their latest woes. So without further ado, let's get into it. With the number one pick, as you heard Roger Goodell being booed as usual, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Now, that shouldn't come as a surprise. They have a consensus pick on their hands Ultimately, this QB class is not that good. It's just not. Um, But nonetheless, Urban Meyer will get his so-called franchise QB for the future. Gardner Minshew, he will be no longer the guy. And he will get traded at some point because it's a new regime. It's Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and Shotgun. And they will try to build it from scratch. Hence why they gave... I believe around $12 million per from Shad Khan's pockets. So give me Trevor Lawrence. This is the easy one. Number two, New York Jets, Zach Wilson, BYU. This feels like it's destiny uh, written all over it. For whatever reason, the Jets love this kid. I'm not a fan of actually any of these quarterbacks in this draft, uh, only because I don't see you know that, that gritty it factor. I need to see that it factor, the gamer style that I can beat you with my throwing arm and just demolish defenses. I don't see it. But Robert Sally, uh, he's a rookie uh, head coach, defensive-minded guy, but he's got the right person in charge from an offensive coordinator standpoint, Mike LaFleur. Now, Matt LaFleur, his brother, 
is the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Nonetheless, he's going over with the Jets with Robert Sally. Jets have a ton of blocks to build literally uh, throughout this draft. And sitting at 2-14 and 14 in the 2020 season, they were ranked second to last in passing yards. Can I emphasize that more? Second to last in passing yards per game. And they were also tied for the third worst team with TDs at 16. Wilson may help that cause, but they need to do more than just a QB in this draft. They need to go out and get a receiver to get a formidable offensive tackle or offensive guard, I should say. There we have um, Matan Benton. Um, so if I'm looking at the Jets, you go Zach Wilson. Number three, San Francisco 49ers select. Dun, dun, dun. Mac Jones, easy. I don't think Kyle Shanahan has a choice only because Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't like 49ers. 49ers do not like Jimmy G. That is for sure. This should not come as a surprise. What should come as a surprise is them trying to get into the top three, which they've done, but they give up future assets to Miami Dolphins when they probably could just stay in the six to 10 range. But they say, hey, you know what? We'll swing with the, to the fences you know, we have something special in Mac Jones. He's a guy, and I will say, Kyle Shanahan's very good at progressing quarterbacks, developing them, and making them into something. Matt Ryan, right? Great example. So if there is a guy that can shape up a quarterback like Mac Jones, it's Kyle Shanahan. He's exactly what Matt Ryan was, you know, going into the draft, and Kyle Shanahan really matured him progressed him in the most professional manner from a quarterback standpoint, understanding the scope of that position in order to be successful. And Kyle Shanahan had shown it. So I'm not going to doubt Kyle Shanahan, but I will say Jimmy G is going somewhere. And I'll tell you later in the strap. Atlanta Falcons, they go Kyle Pitts. The reason why they go Kyle Pitts out of Florida is because he is the best player in this draft. Benjamin Albright has reported in the recent hours that Atlanta will select Pitts. So this is an easy mock draft pick for me. And I laugh because I was thinking about doing it last night. Well, I decided to do it Wednesday night, the night before the draft. But putting him alongside Calvin Ridley is a very good choice. Julio Jones is expected to leave. So you need another receiver that can you know, just be a plug-and-play type of situation with Arthur Smith. And two, Arthur Smith comes from Tennessee. And he ran a two tight end set, I believe, with Delaney Walker and Johnu Smith. And now they have Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts. Now, Kyle Pitts isn't your ordinary tight end. I mean, he can block, he can catch, he can do all this stuff. But he's more of like an Aaron Hernandez type of tight end. So you can see it. The history is writing on the wall. You know, if Kyle Pitts can turn out to Aaron Hernandez on the football field, they're in great hands. And a weapon to add to the mix for Matt Ryan at age 36 can't complain about that. Number five, Cincinnati Bengals. They go with Jamar Chase. Now, I was thinking Panay Sewell, but you cannot overlook the chemistry, the camaraderie between Chase and Joe Burrow. They meet again wearing the same uniform. It's too easy of a choice if you're Cincinnati. They will definitely go Chase. Keep in mind, you know, Joe Burrow needs to stand upright. I think he got sacked 32 times in 10 games before he got injured. And to play devil's advocate, the wide receiver depth is very good in this year's draft. But I do feel like, you know, they could wait on a tackle or offensive guard, whatever they, their need or their suit is at the time. 
But wide receiver depth is special uh, this year. I don't think it's blatantly obvious that in years past, it wasn't as deep. Correction, last year's draft was very, very deep from a wide receiver standpoint. This year's draft has all the making of that as well. And they need a wide receiver to go along with Tyler Boyd because AJ Green has moved on. And if you make Tyler Boyd the number one guy, you need another guy along him. So why not a 1A, 1B type of situation? The Miami Dolphins go with Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. I was going back and forth on this because I know a very smart pick would be Devontae Smith. But I always look at Waddle and I say Waddle was the best receiver before he got hurt with that ankle injury. He's an exceptional receiver, has Tyreek Hill uh, as skills. He can ultimately get downfield. He's dynamic. He can be, you know, punt returner, kick returner. But ultimately, the Dolphins need a playmaker. You know, Devontae Parker, he can't be relied on. Will Fuller coming off an injury, he's going to be the long bomb down the field. So I need a guy that can be explosive can literally throw the ball within two seconds with Tua to throw it out to Jalen Waddle, whether that's wide receiver screens, whether that's in the flat. He is exactly, Jalen Waddle is exactly what the Miami Dolphins need. Is it high at pick six? Maybe they could trade back. But if I was to play devil's advocate again in regards to what they would need, you know, outside of Waddle, there was a lot of offseason movement, right, with Eric Flowers and Kyle Van Noy. So Panay Sewell or Micah Parsons could be the pick due to the fits and the needs of the Miami Dolphins. But I, I can see Miami going Jalen Waddell because of the chemistry with Tua. Same thing with Chase and Burrow. You can't knock on that. Team chemistry is everything. If you have that right away, good things happen. Number seven, Detroit Lions, they select Devontae Smith. Now, Devontae Smith, no knock on him. He's light. He's, you know, 166, I believe, like, you know, six foot, six one. But he is capable of being that one guy that can make really every single kind of catch you can possibly imagine. He's a great route runner. Devontae Smith and Jalen Wild are right there. They're very, very close. But Dan Campbell needs a number one guy. Kenny Galladay went to the New York Giants, and he's a perfect fit for Jared Goff. Smith is. So I'm going to go with Smith going to the Lions. Number eight. The Carolina Panthers, okay? So the Panthers are in quite a bit situation. They're going to go cornerback Patrick Sertan out of um, Alabama. Here's the reason why. They don't have anybody in that secondary that can be the back-end help for defensive coordinator. They, they need to ultimately tighten up the defense and make their presence known as being a hard-hitting, you know, turnover-savvy type of defense type of secondary. Teddy Bridgewater goes to the Broncos. Sam Darnold goes to the Panthers. Not going quarterback. They will not go quarterback. They'll go Sam Darnold all the way with Matt Rule. They have great chemistry already. You can see it. He's loving Carolina. It's a fresh air. It's a brand new scenery for him. And anytime you have a quarterback changing roles in order to make him more acceptable, he is going to be actually a guy that I can see, you know, coming up in the QB rankings. He might not jump right away you know, into the top 15, top 10, but he'll get there at season's end. And in my eyes, I think any quarterback that goes to the Jets sometimes fails, but let's see what Robert Sally has in order, you know, with Zach Wilson. But ultimately, Carolina Panthers, they need a guy in the secondary to make some noise. Patrick Sertan is exactly the medicine that they need. Denver Broncos, they go Micah Parsons. Here's the reason why. Vic Vangio loves his defensive guys. B. 
being a former uh, defensive coordinator for the Bears, they had Khalil Mack. And they put him in exactly the right position as an edge rusher, a pass rusher that can get after it, beat the offensive tackles without a beat. And Michael Parsons is exactly this guy. Again, Parsons could be a pick for the Miami Dolphins, but I don't see it. I think Denver is exactly the, the place and home for him. He can learn from Von Miller, and he can develop that Khalil Mack type of energy. And let me tell you, Vic Vangio is one hell of a defensive coordinator. He's a great coach. He can manage these guys. They can become their cornerstone linebackers moving forward. Dallas Cowboys, my goodness, they need help defensively. They were by far, they led the third worst defensive team in touchdowns allowed. Now, J.C. Horn is exactly what this team needs. Here's the reason why. He is perfect for Dan Quinn. He brings grit. He brings toughness. He brings energy, passion on the field, which may be a knock on Patrick Sertain. But as you can imagine, playing in Nick Saban's system, you can't really show as much passion. you got to be X's and O's, always on your game. Whereas with South Carolina, well, you can kind of see it with J.C. Horn. And his passion, his explosiveness off off the, the snap. He's a really good guy, too, in the locker room. So give me J.C. Horn, son of Joe Horn, to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, 11, New York Giants need offensive help badly. Talk about a mammoth, a beast. They go offensive tackle Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Big boy that can block for Daniel Jones. He can block for Saquon Barkley. And what's important now is this is a make-or-break type of season for Daniel Jones. I'm sorry, Joe Judge has to put these, and Gettleman needs to put these guys in a position to succeed. And if you're Daniel Jones, you're hoping that they get help on the offensive line because he has been on the ground for a lot of days in a lot of games, and it's not going to help the offensive running game as well. So wide receiver could be another route that they go, but they could go wide receiver second to third round the surprising factor number 12 philadelphia eagles select qb justin fields ohio state now all the patriots fans are like oh no like you know we're not gonna get justin fields all this stuff here's the reason why justin fields goes to philly you are not going to plug in jalen hurts as your starting quarterback for this upcoming season nick serrani had a meeting with all the higher management with the Eagles and ultimately what they need to come out of this season, they need to figure out if Nick Sirianni has his guy. And the only reason why I want Justin Fields to go to Philly is because they can compete. Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields can compete and whoever makes it, makes it. Whoever doesn't can sit back, watch and be needed whereas needed. And let me tell you, Philly will play the numbers game. They will decide and they will reward the honors under center for Nick Sirianni. And now that Carson Wentz is out, they need to find the heir apparent. Justin Fields, give me him, Philadelphia Eagles. Number 13, Los Angeles Chargers. They select offensive lineman Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. Now they've added Corey Lindsey in free agency to replace Mike Pouncey after his uh, recent retirement. Now, they must protect Justin Herbert. They must. In order for him to be successful in this league, they need him to stay upright. And in order to make the deep throws, too. I mean, they got Keenan Allen. 
They could use a wide receiver for sure somewhere in the mix, but offensive linemen should be a priority. That needs to happen. They need to prioritize that offensive line and the running game for Austin Eckler. Number 14, Minnesota Vikings select defensive end Gregory Russo out of University of Miami. Another reason why. Vikings had 23 sacks, which is the fifth worst in the NFL. How many games in the NFL season? 16. That is horrific. 23 sacks. So in order to keep Mike Zimmer's job at bay and safe, they ultimately need a pass rusher that helps out Anthony Barr and Harrison Smith and gets after the quarterback. And and besides, the offense doesn't really need much. I mean, Justin Jefferson's come along extremely well. Dalvin Cook, maybe they could go tight end here, but they don't really need as much as other teams, and they're not going to get a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is inconsistent, so maybe the next guy in line after Mike Zimmer, if he is fired, targets a quarterback in next year's draft. But give me Gregory Russo out of Miami. Dun, dun, dun. The New England Patriots. Yes, the New England Patriots select defensive tackle. That's right, defensive tackle Christian Barmore out of Alabama. Don't worry. Jimmy G will be traded to the Patriots, either for a second or a third-round pick. It's a foregone conclusion that if Mac Jones is the guy, which it looks like that's supposed to be happening for the 49ers, then over trade Lance, then you can definitely see Jimmy G out. And again, the relationship that Jimmy G has with Kyle Shanahan and ownership, it's going south. You know, they gave him a ton of money. He's been hurt. I think he's only played one complete season. And I think, uh, again, a, a change of scenery Fresher breath here. Same kind of thing with Sam Donald. I can see Jimmy Garoppolo thriving uh, with Bill Belichick. You know, maybe second year, third year into his new deal. Maybe he gets from the New England Patriots. But I think he can compete with Cam Newton and ultimately start. And Christian Barmore, he's going to be helping out the run tremendously. Can you tell me how many rushing yards the Patriots have had, you know, allowed uh, last season per game? 131. 131, which is 7th worst in the NFL. 7th worst in the NFL and 7th worst in getting sacks, getting after the quarterback at 24 total. If you want to be a good defensive team with Matt Patricia like you were, you've got to fulfill those needs. Moving forward, Arizona Cardinals, they select cornerback Greg Newsom out of Northwestern. They are going to replace Patrick Peterson with Greg Newsom and Malcolm Butler. Now, their defense still needs a little bit more help, whether that be from the linebacking core, you know, maybe a, another pass rusher. But the way I look at it, offensively, they are golden. They don't need any more. They got A.J. Green. They got Christian Kirk. They got DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe they add another player into the mix. They got James Conner in free agency. So the Arizona Cardinals are built for success offensively. They might lack in the defensive category because you're playing Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson. And again, if Mac Jones can be like Matt Ryan was for the Atlanta Falcons under Kyle Shanahan, watch out. Number 16, Las Vegas Raiders go with Jeremiah Awusu Karamoa out of uh, Notre Dame. They call him JOK, obviously, because his name's hard to uh, make out. But he may be the best man-to-man, dog-eat-dog figure in this draft. He will have to take on every challenge. I mean, 21 sacks just won't get it done, right, for the for the Raiders again. In 16 games, to get 21 sacks, that's just bad. 
Um, they could use, uh, you know, definitely some offensive help on the offensive line with Rashawn Slater or Tevin Jenkins, but I don't see it. I think Raiders go with the linebacker. Miami Dolphins, this might come to a surprise, but they go quitty pay out of Michigan. Rhode Island native. His story is remarkable. If you have a chance, go to NFL.com. Check out that video. I think it's eight minutes long. You learn about his life. You learn about his whole entire high school career. His mom had to work three or four jobs. Bishop Hendrickson's tuition is around $10,000. If you look at it from a perspective of a family standpoint, you said, Mom, I want to go to Bishop Hendrickson. She said, I will make it happen if you do this. You know, you get a scholarship, you go to a good school, you get a good education, and then you attempt a professional career and that's what he is doing right now he is now in right in the midst of making his dream happen and I want Quiddy Pay to be on the Miami Dolphins because what he is he's a loyal confident defensive end pass rusher leader in the locker room give me him all day on and off the field and plus Emmanuel Agba had nine and a half sacks I can't imagine you know Brian Flores is happy with just one guy being with nine and a half sacks. They need more pass rushes, and Quiddy Pay is exactly what the doctor ordered for that defensive line. Number 19, Washington football team. They go Trey Lance. Trey Lance falls to them. Now, Alex Smith is out. Chris Henneke is in. Lance will battle hard with Henneke for that starting uh, job. Ron Rivera loves competition. He has seen it with the Carolina Panthers and he ultimately knows Trey Lance is the guy moving forward, but he's going to give Chris Henneke a shot and then you see what happens. But ultimately Washington football team needs competition in order to make themselves known in the the NFC North, because if not, they are not going to be well put uh, when it comes to the playoffs, wild card, what have you. Chicago beers, Chicago Bears is an interesting topic to me because they could go in a lot of different ways. They need help quarterback, right? Andy Dalton's not going to get it done, you know, starting for Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy should be on the hot seat, you know, and, and getting Mitchell Trubisky isn't the best way to start off, you know, your coaching career. It wasn't good. I think it was minorly good for one year. I think they went 10-6 or 9-7, you know, two or three years back. But as of late, they've been tremendously bad offensively. Um, I think, you know, Andy Dalton will do well for himself, but I still think that they need somebody else into the mix. I think Nick Foles is still there, but you know how Nick Foles is, you know, he's a guy that can sometimes make it sometimes not. He's won a Super Bowl, but you know, how much is that Super Bowl really truly, um, part of his makeup? I think it was, you know, definitely just the entire year in general. That was really good defense. They had great pieces offensively. So, no knock on Nick Foles, but knock on him moving forward because I don't think his career is going to be you know, turning out too well. But I think they get offensive lineman help. Jalen Mayfield, Michigan. Colts need help for Carson Wentz to stay afloat because if not, he's going to get hurt again with his back, with his leg issues. Give me Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. They have truly um, a good amount of offensive pieces. Jonathan Taylor's a great back. I believe T.Y. Hilton resigned. And, you know, they have uh, Pascal, Michael Pittman on Ohio State. They have a good amount of pieces, but they got to build off of that. And Tevin Jenkins, the big boy he is on the right side, 
will help Carson Wentz. And ultimately, I think Carson Wentz needs that help, especially not only from a weaponry standpoint, but he needs help big boys in front of him to block for him. So give me Tevin Jenkins, 22 Tennessee Titans. This is like a marriage, to be honest with you, a perfect marriage. Uh, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. He's battling some back issues, but he's now most certainly healthy. He was battling back issues, uh, I believe, his last year with Virginia Tech. So he's now healthy. Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler are out. Farley will be an aggressive member in the secondary for years to come. So give me Farley. New York Jets, they get help for Zach Wilson, Corey Davis, um, and Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Uh, Elijah Moore will be the draft pick at number 23. He is like A.J. Brown written all over him. He's perfect for that offense. Um, And I know Michael Furr will want a weapon alongside of Corey Davis. Corey Davis might be, you know, the number one guy, but, you know, he hasn't proved it, so he's got to earn it. And, um, you know, they have a little more pieces to go with, you know, their, their small, I guess, wide receiving core, but... They need Elijah Moore to step up that wide receiver room. So give me Elijah Moore. Speedy guy. Can return punts, kicks. 24 Pittsburgh Steelers go with Najee Harris. I know every Miami Dolphin fan is hating me for this, but I just think Najee Harris, he's good. But I just think there's other big pass rushers that they would need over Najee Harris. But Pittsburgh Steelers desperately need a running game because it's going to make Big Ben younger. And if you don't have that running game, he's going to fall flat on his face, go into retirement because he's going to become one-dimensional. And that offensive line, they did lose a couple of pieces, but they can get those guys in the second and third round. I mean, there's a couple of guys that could possibly drop. But in my eyes, Najee Harris has Steelers written all over him. 25, yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars, second pick in the first round. They go Terrace Marshall Jr., Here's the reason why they do. The LSU wide receivers in years past, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Justin Jefferson, these guys can ball. Terrace Marshall played unbelievable alongside Jamar Chase. And he is a guy that Trevor Lawrence would love. Um, Another guy that I could possibly see at this pick would be Travis Entiani. But I can see um, Terrace Marshall, you know, taking the reins for the 25th pick and being a, a formidable wide receiver, too, alongside of DJ Chark. Um, number 26, we have the Cleveland Browns. They need a pass rusher. They are hoping to get Aziz Ajulari out of Georgia. He will be a specimen, a perfect guy to, to plug in on that left side as you have Miles Garrett doing the heavy work. You know, getting after the quarterback, stopping the run. They need to do that. Offensively, they have great makeup. They have Kareem Hunt. They have Nick Chubb. You know, they have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. They have a good amount of pieces, David Ojoku. And um, ultimately, what they what they need to do is shore up that defense because they can be a very good, very good team uh, in the a- AFC North. Another AFC North team, Baltimore Ravens. They select defensive end Jalen Phillips. Now, Jalen Phillips isn't as quick as Gregory Russo. That's why I went Gregory Russo, because he is lightning quick, off the line. He can get after it. Jalen Phillips, has he's not a stand-up guy. He's a guy that gets down on all fours. He gets after it. He's grindy. He, he's, just, he's a grimy guy that you can 
most certainly count on to get after the quarterback. I think he had around seven or eight sacks, um, you know, with the University of Miami Hurricanes. And Baltimore Ravens love pass rushers, so I think they go pass rush here. Um, New Orleans Saints, they go defensive tackle. They need a defensive tackle. They need a run stopper. They need a guy that can get it after the quarterback as well. And I'm not going to you know make out his last name, but his first name's Levy, um, and he's out of Washington. Levy is a guy that is part of the uh, University of Washington Huskies farm system. He's exactly Vita Vey written all over it. He's a lot quicker than Vita Vey. He's not as big, but he's a lot quicker. So I can see the Saints really coveting this guy late in the draft. Number 29, they go Green Bay Packers. They go Asante Samuel Jr. Jair Alexander is a really good cornerback. He's the number one guy with the Green Bay Packers, but he can't be the only guy. And right now he is. You have to get a guy like Asante Samuel Jr., especially from Florida State. Florida State develops good guys. You know, I, I think of Jalen Ramsey. I think of, you know, Jamarcus Joyner. And you add Asante Samuel into the mix, into the NFL. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr., excuse me. His dad played for the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I think Asante Samuel has um, Green Bay Packers written all over him. Buffalo Bills, they go Travis Antiani. Travis Antiani is a perfect running back because Trevor Lawrence and him had a really good dynamic. And Josh Allen and him can have a very, very uh, well thought of offense going alongside Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley. Now, I think the the pressure that Josh Allen you know, absorbs throughout the entire course of the season, Travis Antiani will help. What he needs to do is run the ball more consistently at a higher level than what he did with Clemson. Devin Singletary is just not getting it done. So uh, the Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, need a running back that they can rely on year in and year out. And this is a guy that they could possibly have you know, your tailback for the future. Number 31, Kansas City Chiefs go with an offensive tackle. They've already got Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they also got Joe Tooney in free agency, stealing them from the Patriots. They just keep adding pieces to that offensive line, and it's a good thing. Christian Darrisso out of um, Virginia Tech, he's the guy that's going to be perfect for that offensive line, good offensive tackle. Um, Schwartz is out. He's in. Um, so he's going to be definitely a guy that they have eyes on, and they're going to have to protect Patrick Mahomes in order for the Chiefs to be successful offensively. Number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They just keep getting richer, right? You know, you talk about Levante David, and, um, you know, they, they've hit gold with uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., Joe Tryon out of Washington. Washington has had successful with a lot of good uh, defensive players. And to go alongside of uh, Jason Pierre Paul, I honestly think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just keep getting better and bigger. And they are a force offensively. They've added Antonio Brown. They've restructured uh, Cameron Brate's contract. They have O.G. Howard, who might get traded in this draft. You know, they got Chris Godwin. They have Scotty Miller. They have Mike Evans. Mike Evans being the number one guy. It's just incredible to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep the band together. Then they also get a good pass rusher here. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gets richer. The Kansas City Chiefs gets richer. Tomorrow's draft... Let's pump the brakes. We don't know what these guys are going to turn out, you know, from a year from now or two years from now. But I will say that 
if you look at some of the tape, you do the eye test, you can see immense NFL talent in this draft, especially from wide receiver standpoint. Elijah Moore, I think, is going to be one of the best receivers in this draft. Jalen Waddle, for sure. Jamar Chase, he's going to be hanging in, in there. Um, but ultimately, you know, Rondale Moore, you know, Rashard Bateman. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the kid from UNC, I can't think of his name right now. He is incredible, too. Um, and so what I think ultimately we'll understand tomorrow is, yes, what teams could possibly fulfill their needs. A lot of teams that stunk last year, they might have good pieces, foundation pieces, and, you know, especially from a quarterback standpoint and in the trenches. I'm sorry, quarterback and trench trenches are the way to go if you're going to build a football team. All the other, you know, valuable talents can you know, can say what they do. But for example, right, you look at, I'm just going to use this thing as an example. Miami Dolphins needed, needed to do something last year. They got to a tongue of the lower with their first pick. And then they went out and got an offensive tackle, offensive guard, and another offensive tackle later in the draft. And what they did is they shored up those trenches. And then in, um, in free agency, they went out and got, you know, big, big guys like Shaq Lawson and, you know, um, Emmanuel Agba. And, of course, they got rid of some of the guys now that don't have. But, you know, they still went out and got guys in the draft, too. And, and Christian Wilkins, you know, the, the year before that was another guy. So if you're a young team, if you're a team that wants to be a force, you got to start in the trenches and work your way out. And then the talent will show up. So, uh, again, another uh, side point, Julian Edelman leaves the Patriots on retirement. Okay. What do they do there? Do they go with a wide receiver at 15 or do they wait until the second round where the wide receiver talent is incredible? And you're going to see it. The, ta- the tapes are incredible with the wide receivers. You got to look at it. It's unbelievable. You'll, you'll enjoy it every single moment and you will enjoy the NFL draft tomorrow. We will recap the NFL draft. We'll get into the Celtics. We'll get into Red Sox Bruins. And we'll get into more NFL talk next week. Tune in. Thanks for listening.